0: Welcome to the Intentional Family Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Schmitz. I'm here with my husband and co-host, Mike. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm good. <laughs> we covered a year ago our yearly themes or words that we select, and we wanted to do that again. It's a new year, new themes. Words are are so powerful, and we have covered this in a few episodes, in particular episode 15, if you'd like to go back and take a listen, and then also episode 21 for 2021. Words frame our world. They really set our course. They set our identity and give us just a focus. We can focus our life on, focus our decisions on, our intentions. And would you share where this all kind of came from? I know it's a culmination of a lot of different things.
1: Yeah. So I remember listening to an old podcast that is no longer around called Mikes on Mikes by Mike Vardy and Michael Schechter. And I remember we were in anthropology in the mall. I was waiting for you to try on some things when I first was listening to that podcast and understood the idea that they had picked words for the year. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Obviously, that was several years ago. And I've been trying to do something like that ever since. More recently, I've come to the understanding of yearly themes, they're called, by Mike Hurley, who is one of the co-hosts or co-founders of the, uh, the Relay FM network that the focus podcast that I do with David Sparks is on. Uh, he has a podcast he does with CGP Grey, and they have a whole system around these yearly themes. Uh, and they have actually a really great journal called the Theme System Journal, which I will put a link to in the show notes if people really want to just follow their way that they do this. We've kind of combined those two, but the basic idea here is that you're picking some words or some themes that are going to provide you some direction as you go through the next time period. And by the way, I should point out that you don't have to do this January 1st. It doesn't have to be the beginning of the calendar year. Mm -hmm. In fact, Mike Vardy, I know, he kind of does it in alignment with his kids' school schedules. So he kind of celebrates the new year. I forget if it's March or September or something, but it's it's different. And um, that's just a convenient point, you know, where it's easy to say 2022 is gonna be the year of, and whatever, you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that these are so much better than goals, in my opinion, goals are kind of like, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds this year, right? It's very specific and, There's the whole SMART goals. So are they specific? Are they measurable? Are they attainable? Are they realistic? Are they time sensitive? But the problem with that is if you lost, your goal was to lose 20 pounds in 2022, you lost 18 pounds. Is that successful or not? According to the goal, you failed. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's still really really good.
1: It is still really good. And so don't throw out all the progress that you made just because you picked an arbitrary number. Mm Mm-hmm the the whole idea here is that we're going to have some things that are going to influence the decisions that we make and we're going to try to try to move in in a right direction because the where you are today is is the result of the choices that you made yesterday it's not a single choice that has led you to this specific point it's the culmination of all those choices so we want to make as many choices as we can in alignment with these themes or these words for the year with the belief that this is going to provide some positive change in maybe some specific areas but you're not going to get bent out of shape if it doesn't work out exactly like you thought it would.
0: Yes, I appreciate you explaining that in detail. And it's a building system. <laughs> it's like what I learned and how I grew last year or what failures I had, I want to take that and I want to keep growing and keep going. And so it, the date, like he mentioned, starting at the beginning of the year, is it makes no difference. The whole mindset of it is, what is impor- most important right now moving forward? And it's continually building on that. And it's very, very important what we put inside of us. And so if we select words that will get in our heart, the more we, th- we think on them and meditate on them, it'll get in our mind and it will come out of our mouth. And it will just help us not to get settle back and get back in the negativity or old habits or things like that.
1: So let's just use an example here because you gave some very great examples right there of wanting to be more positive, let's say. Okay, so you could have your theme be, this is the year of positivity. And the only direction you're going to provide with that theme is I'm going to try to stop being so negative. And that could be you know, your, your personal thoughts. That could be the decisions that you make as you assume like a worst case scenario sort of a deal. And maybe you end up taking a few more chances. You know that that would be a success for the year of positivity. But there's nothing specifically associated with the completion of okay. I was positive this year, mm-hmm. and so it's just this kind of framework that helps you in the decision making process without being tied to a specific outcome.
0: Yes, and we have I have seen this. Um, this has been very good for us last year. My words were freedom and fullness, and that was me settling into being free. To be who I am, who I was made to be, how I'm wired, not trying to please others or be like anyone else, and being full of the good things so that the best of me, the best of what I have to offer based on what's been put inside of me, based on the gifting God's given me, can come out. And building on that for this year, we have more words (laughs) that we each have personally. I have my own, Mike has his own, and we will get into that. But a few more things. Um, again, we've said this before, but one of my favorite things that our pastor says or at the question he asks is, what's your dominant thought? Because that is a true indication of what we're filling ourselves up with. Are we filled with fear, like every little thing that happens? Are we going to worst case scenario? Are we in fear about, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? Oh, No. Or what is that dominant thought? That's a really good question to ask ourselves. That is a good reflection, even daily, to ask ourselves to just do a check-in. And if we don't like it, if we don't like what that dominant thought is, we can change that by what we put in.
1: Yep, exactly. You know, looking over this outline ahead of time, I realized the impact of the power of positive thinking. <laughs> <in> uh huh. <laughs> a lot of this stuff as you in prepared my f- this.
0: Favorite books from last year. I think we gifted that book more than any other book we've ever given in one Christmas holiday.
1: <laughs> uh, possibly we did gift it quite a bit. I think there were a couple others that I gifted quite a bit as well, but it's a good one, that's for sure. We've already
0: um, heard feedback from a lot of people.
1: Yep. And it's very much in line with the theme here which is kind of change your thinking and you change your life. That's the whole idea as we think about these words or these themes for this next year is we're going to change our thinking from this moment forward and by the end of this year it's going to provide some positive change and that's not going to be a single decision that has created all this change it's the little things that you do over and over and over again it's the the power of of habits you know if mm-hmm. you really want to change your situation that's the way to do it it's not with these great big sweeping strokes it's just Instead of this one thing, I'm going to do a different thing. And then you repeat that over and over again. Instead yeah. of grabbing the potato chips, you grab a <laughs> banana instead. And pretty soon you've, you've lost the weight and you feel healthier and you feel better. You know, you have more energy. Mm-hmm. It has a ripple effect.
0: Yeah. And having these words as a driving force, as a theme that you will meditate on from this point forward, it isn't like this like physical checklist that you're going through like, okay, I'm going to do this thing now. Is that an alignment? It's more so like the more you meditate on something, the more it becomes natural in your decision making process and how you respond to things. And I'm just thinking about this in light of like habits or rituals. And for me, with my words naturally already in this year, I have adjusted habits, like my morning habit, my morning routine. To lend itself well to my words for the year. And that wasn't anything I just sat down and I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? It was, <laughs> I was focused on these two words. And one of the outcomes already has been adjusting the start of every day.
1: Yeah, that's that word adjustment is important, I think, because it's not completely wiping the board clean and blowing everything up and starting over completely. It's just making these. Small changes to the yep. way that we're already doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got done reading this book for Bookworm called Thinking in Systems, and it—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm a systems thinker. That—that's—that's that's my kind of book. But uh, the whole book, leading the seven chapters and the, the, all the chapters leading up to the last one, are basically here's all the different pieces of the systems. There's stocks, there's flows, and so you've got inputs, you've got outputs, you can manipulate all these things. And then in the very last chapter it ends kind of weird because the person who wrote it says basically systems function correctly most of the time. So you don't really have to do a whole lot with them. Don't try to make great big sweeping changes because most of the time when you change a system, if you're going to, if you're going to do that, if you're going to manipulate it, there's a good chance you're going to change it in the wrong direction. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not real clear that when I do this, it's going to produce this result. All of these things are much more complex than we realize, and so it's having shorter time periods where you evaluate the, the the changes, and you see that that feedback loop as it gets shorter. You do something, you see what comes from it, and that creates excitement to either keep doing it, or if you guessed wrong, you know you make a different adjustment, go in a different direction, try to tinker with it till you get the result that that you want but it's not this thing where you get the vision, you come back down the mountain and you're like, this is the way it is going to go. And you just roll it out and everything just works. It never works that way.
0: No, no. And when you think of it that way, how you just articulated it about a system, that really makes me think that lends itself very well to what we're talking about right now. And I would like to explain a little bit more about meditation and some things I've learned recently. And when you say system, here's what I'm thinking about as I go into meditation and talking about what I learned is the system of controlling my thoughts to focus on something. Let's say, let's pick one word. Let's pick the word rest. I'm going to stop everything else, every other distraction and focus on rest. I'm going to make my body calm down and be still and focus on rest. And that system, I see like this loop happening and my spirit, soul, and my body are getting in alignment. And by that simple adjustment, there's, you know, I don't know how, it might take longer depending on how much, how busy you are, how active your mind is, how, if you're stressed, but I'm seeing this system, this loop happening with your spirit, soul, and your body getting in alignment. And all of a sudden, any rushing hormones drop, and the clarity comes, and the rest comes. And we can see more clearly what is the right next step. And um, I was reading in Psalm one In his law, he meditates day and night, and that word meditate is really interesting. It's the Hebrew word haggah, and it means to reflect, to moan, to mutter, to ponder, to make a quiet sound such as sighing, to meditate, to contemplate something as one repeats the words. And it's quite unlike, actually, the traditional understanding that we have in English for meditation, which is simply a mental exercise like focusing on mm-hmm. something and just cutting out all the other clutter. And I know there's a lot of ways to interpret meditation. This is just one. But in Hebrew thought, when you meditate on the scriptures, it's quietly repeating them in a soft, simple sound. And you, you just abandon every outside distraction. And you are meditating, letting that get ingrained in your head, letting it sink in your heart, and making your body be still. Mm -hmm. Or like it says, you can make, you can like rock back and forth or you can do something with your body, but it's, it's repetitive and it's just a really good picture. And it really helped me understand the power of what we're talking about today is having that mindset, having that focus. And this is really good. I really, really like this. And that's why another level to why I really like our practice of picking words for this next season of our life, because it really gets unity in us, spirit, soul, and body.
1: Yeah, use the word focus, and that's really what it is. Is it is aligning all these things on a single focus, and uh, with mindfulness meditation, that single focus is recognizing that your brain has wandered, and then bringing it back or recentering. You know, so this is kind of recentering, but your center is the. Uh, the scripture. It's, it's God's word in, in this specific sense of Psalm 1-2, which says, as you said, in his law, he meditates day and night. Everything that's going on around me, everything that's trying to pull me off of my center, my foundation, I'm recognizing those things that are having that pull on me, and then I'm consciously bringing my attention back mm-hmm. to what God has said. And uh, one other thing I wanted to call out here is we're talking about habits and centering There's this concept that James Clear brings up in uh, Atomic Habits, the idea of the identity-based habits. And I think this applies with this uh, meditation as well. But you're not attaching to an outcome-based habit. You're not doing a habit in order to achieve a thing. You're doing a habit, James Clear would argue, because of who you are, Mm -hmm. your identity. So if you identify as a runner... You're going to go run. If you identify as a reader, you are going to go read. And I uh, you foreshadowed, I think, one of your your words earlier. I won't repeat it, but uh, <laughs> I did. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to be a rester, mm-hmm. you will <laughs> what rest. does that mean? Yes, exactly. But that's very tangible now as you approach the situations in your own life and the decisions that you have to make because what is the restful thing to do in any of those situations? You can usually figure that out. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have that front of mind, when you're not focused or centered on that as your theme, that's when it's easy to get pulled off and bent out of shape.
0: Yeah. And from that understanding of meditation that I, um, learned from studying out Psalm 12, there's this practice that came from this, this tradition in Jewish culture that came from this called davening. And that's simply reciting the scriptures, praying intense prayers or getting lost in communion with God while bowing or rocking back and forth. And I feel like a practice like that, what it does is you say, this is the most important thing for me right now and nothing else matters right now. And having the discipline to take time to do that carries over into the rest of our day and the, all the areas of our life. Mm-hmm. And whatever that practice would look like for me or for you, doing that regularly, doing that daily, several times a day, what that will do is help us not get sucked into the pace of life, of p- the pace of culture, the pace of technology, the pace of scrolling endlessly in Mm -hmm. infinity pools. And it is crucial going forward because information is just going to increase. Distractions are just going to increase. And moving into our words for the year, yeah, I'll talk about rest. Mine are rest and renew. Rest is very important for me. And I never knew how important until recently, since that's one of the words that struck me very strong in this new season. It is very easy for me to run around nonstop all day, between <laughs> housework, calling people, doing all the things I need to do, taking care of my family, and not stopping. And what I am be- I'm learning to do, being forced to learn to do, in a sense, because I can't keep up with that pace, is to slow down and rest. And that doesn't mean I just I'm gonna go sit on a chair drink some coffee and not do anything for a while. It could mean that. But it really means for me, rest knowing that right now I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's playing a card game with one of my children. Maybe that is calling someone that I need to make a phone call to. Maybe that is going out to dinner with my husband. But whatever that is, it's not about lying there doing nothing. It's about resting and doing, settling in, being focused on what I am doing right now, who I'm with right now, and not being a step ahead or my mind is somewhere else.
1: It has a lot of similarity I feel with intentionality. I remember talking to Chris Bailey and he said at one point that if you intend to watch Netflix for eight hours a day and you watch Netflix for eight hours a day, then that is the most productive thing you could do that day. (laughs) Where we get off is when we intend to do something else and we get sucked into those distractions and those distractions are competing with the state of rest that you were talking about. We are our own worst enemies, I feel, when it comes to this. A lot of times we're not really overwhelmed with all of the things that we have to do. We're overwhelmed with the way that we feel about all of the things that we have to do. Yeah, that's very true. And a lot of times that is because of our own unrenewed mind that we let run rampant because we don't meditate and focus it on what is actually true.
0: Yeah. And my scripture for this year going forward is Isaiah forty thirty one. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And when I talked about that meditation practice and the uh, Jewish tradition of prayer and reciting a scripture over and over and rocking back and forth, that is waiting on the Lord and then feeling my strength renewed. Because I am doing the most important thing at that moment, and I'm not worried about the next thing. And that discipline to do that and make our body and our mind stop and do what's most important, that's when there's strength to do all the other things. It takes patience, faith, and endurance to rest and to wait. Mm -hmm. It's easier to keep pushing and doing and doing and doing until it's not easy and you get so stressed and you start snapping at people and Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Which leads to your second word.
0: Yep. My second word is renew. So rest and renew go hand in hand. Renewing is taking captive every thought, um, any fear failed thoughts, and meditate on what is good, pleasing, and worthy of praise, which Philippians four eight talks about. So I have my routine in the morning that I have revamped. I get up plenty early before the kids, and I spend time in the word. I spend time praying and meditating on that word and then I exercise. And I'm sewing into myself, spirit, soul and body before I need to sew into my family and everyone else in my life the rest of the day.
1: Gotta put your own oxygen mask on first.
0: (laughs) And this is very important and crucial, but it can be one of the hardest things for moms to do. But if I do it first, before anyone's even awake, I am totally filled and ready and I'm happy. I'm ready to sew into my family. I am full of joy and I can take on whatever the day brings.
1: And it doesn't have to take four hours to get to that point. No, I it mean... It just takes some focus on that and keeping the yeah. main thing the main thing. And as long as you do even 10 minutes, you know, yeah. first, then uh, it helps make everything else better.
0: Yeah, it's not a... Yeah, it's not about the amount of time. And I love having a solid hour, but it doesn't always happen. So if I wake up, 10 minutes before everyone else hit the ground running and I do what I need to do to be ready for the rest of the day and for my family. And I believe you have some great words as well.
1: I have some words. I don't know how great they are. (laughs) Before you do yours,
0: though, I do want to say we made a few tweaks in our house that will help me live in a state of rest and renew.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true and a good point because uh, a lot of times you you have these intentions, you have these words or these themes that you want to live out, but we are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. And if you can design your environment so that it is easier and more automatic to create the desired choices, you will get the desired outcomes.
0: We had some workout equipment in our bedroom It seemed like out of necessity for some things that were happening. But we decided there's room in the basement in the corner, so let's move these down there. (laughs) And then we removed our not-so-great end tables that were kind of makeshift with a sheet over them. And we got ones that actually matched our our, um, our, bed frame. Thank you, bed frame. (laughs) And it just makes such a difference. All of a sudden there's all this space and there's a rocking chair in there, so you can sit in there you have a bookshelf, you have windows right there and it's so restful.
1: Yep, it's a lot of parallels with our our lives. You know, when you remove the clutter, things get easier. (laughs) That's true. All right, so my big word this year, uh, I don't typically do like a single theme for the word, but I feel like this year it kind of fits. For me, this is the year of recalibration. It's and a big word. It so is a big word. I'll count
0: it as two. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, when I think about the word recalibrate, kind of the first thing that comes to mind is like tuning an instrument. You, know, you hire a piano tuner and they come and they tune the strings. And a lot of times you can't even tell if something is out of tune unless you play it next to something else. And so those are real minor adjustments. But then when they're done, you sit down and you play and you're like, oh, this just sounds so much better because it's... Mm-hmm finally in tune, things are the way that they're supposed to be, and that produces the harmony, uh, which is really the whole purpose of the the instrument. However, for uh, recalibration, I feel like this applies maybe to some bigger things, and I have some bigger things going on in my life at the moment. There's some very big changes happening in my life, and it's forcing me to look at things from different perspectives. And what that has caused me to do is kind of redefine for myself what does normal look like? I guess I could have called this the year of reset too. Uh, that's one another one of my words. I, I, you mentioned renew and I really like that one. Um, so it's kind of rewriting how I think about everything personally and professionally, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, redefine would be another word that I would use here. But recalibrate I really like because I think about recalibration as to calibrate again and calibration you think of like making adjustments to machines in order for them to function the correct way and this is like big machines like the machine is not working until you calibrate it and then all of a sudden it works again it's like tuning the engine in a car it can feel really rough and sound terrible and like what in the world is wrong with this thing and then you get somebody who knows what they're doing and they change all the the calibrate everything and they put all the, the, the things in the right positions and then it just causes that alignment and then it just purrs and you're like, oh, that's much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like exponentially increased in terms of like the good output that is produced mm-hmm. from these tiny little changes that all have to align. Another thing that you think about in terms of, of calibrate, uh, I think is like the cockpit of an airplane where you have all of these different instruments all over the place, and you have to know what each one of them is is doing and, and saying, and you, they have to be dialed in just right, because if the thing is saying that you're 5,000 feet above th- above the ground, but you're only 50 feet above the ground, you're in big trouble, <laughs> right? <laughs> so everything has to be showing you the right information in order for the pilot to fly effectively. And then just taking that analogy a little bit further, the whole idea of flight, like you're moving a lot faster than you would, obviously, if you were walking or running or even in a land vehicle, if you're in a car, on a train, whatever, flying is like next level. And that's where you get the lift and that's where you get off of the ground in the the first place. So the year of recalibration is kind of examining everything and going back to the drawing board and not assuming that what I thought I knew about certain things is still true, or even was true, but just questioning everything. We talked about liminal thinking, and the more you know, the more you realize what you don't know. (laughs) There's so much more to understand, and you're never gonna understand it all, and so it's being open and willing to have your world be redefined, Mm -hmm. and redefined by God, ultimately, because I'm recognizing I have trouble thinking Too small. Anytime I try to rationalize anything or be logical about something, what I'm doing is I'm putting God in a box. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of been blowing my mind lately with some things, and I want to uh, continue to put myself in a position where that can happen. Yeah. I I want to walk by faith, not by sight. And if God has said this is what you're going to do, then you just step out and you do it, and you trust that all all the things are going to align, and it's all going to work out okay, even if you have no idea how it's going to work. So recalibration for this year basically means everything that I'm committed to putting it back under the microscope and letting God basically redefine all of the parts. It's like if you were going to take a map of my life and I've got all of my different markers so I understand how everything fits together and the territory and the routes and everything, just taking like, that's all dry erase and just wiping it all clean (laughs) and then giving God the, the marker. But here you go. You you define where the boundaries are. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure if I'm making sense with this, but it, it's like upheaval, but in a good way.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I like it, and I I like how our words are they complement each other. They're in alignment. They just are specific words that hit the mark for us. And when you land on those words, what it does is it it brings this energy from the inside and my words last year, freedom and fullness, they made me so happy every time I thought about them and said them, and this year, rest and renew, it just is very appropriate, it's very right for me. And in regards to recalibrate, one thing that comes to mind is that the scripture that says, his mercies are new every morning. Mm, So I ask you, dear listener, to give yourself a break today, and to know that no matter what happened earlier, No matter what happened yesterday or the past, no matter how awful it was, even good things, what matters is what you do right this moment and moving forward. Mm -hmm. And words will propel you to your future. Words will propel you to your desired outcome today. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's some words as we're talking today that are coming up inside of you. And maybe you're inspired to also, like we have, select some words or a single word for this new season of your life, no matter what season you're in. And what that will do is it will bring this inner motivation, this inner strength to follow through on what you know is right for you right now. And this has this has helped us so much. And I hope that we have conveyed that. I hope that you have heard our heart. I hope that you've heard the fruit that has come from this. And to just rest in right now and slow down and hear what is right for you right now. What words stand out to you. And with that, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Intentional Family Podcast. We can be found at intentionalfamily.fm. Until next time, join us in living life intentionally.